0: Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee, this is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train and Grow, a podcast It's going to ask, what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer? In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Liam Newton, and we're going to find out about his own personal journey through academy football and on towards the first team. Hi, Liam, how are you, pal? You doing okay? I'm uh, good, Johnny. I'm good, man. Feeling fresh? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Ready to go. So, again, the aim of this is just to explore, you know, the reality of football, academy football and and your journey. So, just let us know what your journey through it's been and where you are at the moment.
1: Um, well, uh, as a young boy, it was always football. So, uh I think my I was always like starting off with fun fours um just as so usual just just having a laugh and just playing, not taking it too seriously. Um and then I joined my first boys club at about I don't know, it must have been six or seven. That was Jordy and Road, no, so that was the Rovers um like boys club kind of thing. Uh, my local one just down the road. Uh was there for about a year, two years. Uh, and then I went on to the Rovers. Um I was just like the step up from the boys club, um, but for the Rovers it only had like the year above age group. So I played I played the year above age for I guess it was a year, but then that that year got like just cancelled completely. So I mean that left me for a club because um, I didn't have any age groups like beyond that. So uh, I trialled for Folkirk, uh probably about eight or nine. Uh, didn't get in um, went to Dunfermline um, for two weeks and I got signed which was brilliant that was, was me into my first academy um, and then I think it was a year or two after that Fife League was formed and then from there it's just been Fife League all the way up until under 18s and now it's no, I'm into my first professional team, which these five, and I'm enjoying every minute so far.
0: It's brilliant. So, so, you've come through, um, in terms of kind of Dunfermline and the Fife Elite. Uh, for those that don't know, the sort of the teams in Fife were brought together, so Dunfermline, Wraith, yeah. they came together. So, what happened was. Depending on the age group, each team had a, a team there. So effectively you were walking in from a what a group of maybe 14 or 15 players. You're then walking yeah, in something like that. 20 plus, even nearly 30 players? Aye. Um. Aye. So that's a definite, um, a definite uh, well focus on competition is what you would maybe put there. Did that increase your your
1: focus and, and everything in there? Um, well at a young age it was I was just kind of enjoying it. Um starting off like I think I was for your underwinds and the twelves. But then you shouldn't realise like the level that you're at, whether you're you are good or if you're if you're just kind of there for the fun or if you actually want to take it seriously as soon as you kinda of get into that age. Um and probably from the start of like the film, and I knew that I wanted to take it seriously and that was something that I really enjoyed about I was passionate about so I was I was always that was always my life was always based around football so I always always out in the back of my head knew that there was a chance that I that I wanted to be a footballer but at that age I'm, I'm not too focused about it, on it just about playing your football and enjoying it but I always wanted to work hard and kind of see as far as I could take it, kind of thing. That's good. So give us some of your best moments, your your best games. If I, if I ask
0: you about any age group, I'm not I'm not fussed about your you know you're talking you know from thirteens to eighteens. Just some of your
1: best games. What did you love? Um, well, my first my first game for Dunfermline, I remember quite well because it was always my first game. But it was just still seven sides. Uh, and it was Motherwell away. Yeah, it's not obviously like your what was it twenty minute and a half um, each. Yeah, something each like game. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had like your two teams split. Yeah, and I I got two goals on my on my first game, but obviously I was never much a goalscorer when I was younger, so I was I was buzzing about that. Um, but um, at 5 Elite, probably probably one of my goals I scored against Celtic. It was my right foot, and probably not known for. I'm on the best fight peg in the world, so. mentioned uh, forward with that right foot. <laughs> I know. So I was, I was pretty happy with that one, and then, obviously, uh, we beat, we beat Celtic taken our last year at Fife Fleet and some uh, through the years sometimes we struggled thankfully Uh but the last year we had a really solid team that, oh, everybody wanted to work hard, and a lot of boys ended up going places out of it, um, so. Yeah, I was playing one of our best moments was beating Celtic. Because um, it's not against Celtic, it's always it's always tough put it that way. Absolutely. I had been, Absolutely. I had been, I had been through the age group, so to get one over them was always good. So what's uh so if if we think of your think
0: of your best game, um, what does it feel like when you when you're Walking onto the pitch and you just know you're going to be playing well. How do you feel? What do you
1: think mm. about? Um, I was playing a game up again. Game I played against Aberdeen at eight, under eighteen. That was. Um, I was just like getting on the ball every as much as I could and trying to play forward and just just playing in the middle of the park, getting on the ball, dropping deep, getting off the defenders and. Trying to spray, spray, the play and play forward as much as I could. But now I, re, I, I can't believe really, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was effective enough going forward. Like um, in terms of the numbers, like assists and goals, I was more of a ball player, getting the ball past it. And I know I know how important that is now. Like now that I'm into like the professional game that you've got to be effective in both boxes if you're going to play that center mid role. Um, but I, probably, yeah, that was probably how I felt at the time playing academy. Just getting on the ball, playing forward as much as can and keeping the ball. and Just dictating play really, that was, that was what I wanted to try and
0: do. You're feeling good when you're dictating the ball. So let me give you a scenario that the first pass gets pinged into you. There's a poor touch, you give the ball away. How do you react? How do you get back into your zone?
1: But without, it's all without
0: to tackle, obviously, without absolutely smashing
1: somebody, <laughs> which is, nobody um, can do. Probably just it's hard because I, I can't. It probably has put me off my of game before. Like just if I've made a couple of mistakes in a row and it just leads to one thing or another. But it's all about just trying to react well and try to get the ball back as quick as you can. If you then get it back and you just wait for your next chance to get on the ball and make sure that's that you do it right. Um, but uh, it's not easy if you if you if you no major first pass or so something that can get to your head and it probably has to me to be fair. Um, at times, but I, now that I'm older, I know that everybody makes mistakes, but it's all about how you react. So, so what I'm hearing is is maybe just be a bit patient. So you you'll
0: just yeah. wait for your next opportunity and just make sure you make that uh, almost like yeah, a hundred percent button.
1: Is it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so maybe not try something special or like But the next thing you get the ball, just keep it simple. Get yourself into the game, kind of thing, um, and just make sure that you you get your touch, or you get your pass, and then play for there. Get your confidence back.
0: Like it, I like it. Slowly build in, get the confidence back, and then start whipping hmm. those diagonal balls. It just, <laughs> went back in now. Ah, it's just easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> So so what's, um, when you're thinking about being 14, 15, 16, even you're not 18, what's um, what's your balance like? You've already said that it's always football. So what do they yeah. day-to-day, week-to-week looks like? You know, what is it? Is it up early, doing workouts or stretching, or do you roll out of bed, go to school, home, straight back to training? What What did the
1: week look like? Um, well, for me, from high school, i was obviously a bit different to most people because I, I, I was in Edinburgh. Uh, i brought in because of the performance school, so I was, I was getting up at about six to get the bus in Dublin, uh, to go through to Edinburgh. Um and then again I could be at least an hour on the way on the way home, so it was my time was more limited through that through that period, because obviously I still had my school work and you know, I i training at least a couple of nights a week with faithfully or whatever it was. Um, so it was I was, I was tired to be fair getting up early and after training I just come home, eat, sleep. since so the same again next day. So it was it was tough, but it was worth it because the training that was good and I could feel myself improving um, every time that I trained every, every day. Um so I was I was lucky to get that opportunity and I'd like to think that I made the most of it.
0: Oh it's really, really good to hear. So at what age are you getting up at six o'clock to fire through to Edinburgh?
1: So it's first year. So it's what's that? Thirteen. Thirteen. I so think. from first year to fourth year, every day, Monday to Friday. Aye. Um, obviously, I helped a bit because there was a there was a few other people um, from my region uh, that were going as well. So there was obviously a couple of boys with faith fleet. Well, from my age, from my year, um, it was me and one other boy um and then the year after like there was there was another two so i always heard that there was other people around you. that wasn't it just yourself every morning getting up and going yourself so that obviously helped um but i really enjoyed it um the, the standard of the coaching was very good um and that helped me a lot no i
0: like it i like that you know having a, i've spoken to somebody before who was getting up and doing it all on his own, so I imagine that having somebody yeah uh, really does does help so sort of shake uh, probably. I'm, I'm guessing does that help towards um, a little bit of
1: teamwork, a little bit of synergy, having that banter every morning. Uh just something, just people to talk to, just just, have, just having your mates around you. So it's not like obviously uh, some of the boys that didn't know before it went uh, because like they were from five, but they might be at a different team or um, like. There was like I was a boy for hearts, but he was he loved in fighting kind thing, and you just get to know them because you just with them, they were with them for a long time, uh, like every morning, every day coming home from school. So, but I, I obviously helped having somebody there to speak to, them. just basically having a mate there that's doing the same. That's got like the same passion as you, um, so that was good.
0: That's really, it's really interesting that having somebody with you does that. So, how did it feel? Um, going to the performance school where the, the best in the country go to the performance school and most of them are going to say Hibs and Harps or Rangers and a Celtic the bigger mm,
1: that's
0: true. what What was it like when you said you were at Fife because having coached there myself mm. and had a great time and you see the number of young players that have gone into the sort of reserves and into first teams and onto the bench at, at these five clubs it's a good number but how did you feel being younger and having that because I know there's a slight level no. I don't know how would you describe it. Just sort of looked down upon, maybe.
1: I uh, know. I would definitely say that as well. Especially because there was the years that Five Elite struggled. And I was part of teams that struggled to get a win in so many games, and it was tough. But um, just just trying out, like trying out for the like, in the process, you just as you, players that you play against and you know, all that, they're bigger clubs. And it's a wee bit intimidating to think, you know what the heck of me. Cause I'm, I'm not I like, I'm not at their level kind of thing because they're at the bigger teams. But just kind of got to forget about that and just believe in yourself. Um, and the fact that I got the opportunity, and then but once you're in, the boys, the boys are obviously fine about that. <laughs> like, they're am just gonna be like, ah, oh, you're for faithfully, kinda of That's good. That's good. Like, and you, and like you, you kind of like state your claim when you train like you know what I mean. You just when you train, that's more like they think they're better. You you make sure that you, that you're at, you're at a good level as well. You know what I mean? So I don't. There was nothing. That's a great. That never really bothered me. Ah uh, no, it's good, and I think it's
0: important to say like there's there's so many different ways, and everyone's own pathway is different. And I, I think mm. that there, there might be some out there who are thinking, oh, I'm not at a big team, but. It doesn't matter for me. It's all about you as an individual and the effort you give them. What you're saying there is perfect. Just focus on yourself and rise to the challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like that as a a bit of advice. Just see it as a competition. I like that. So, kind of moving on, I'm thinking about the question that that I will always
1: ask, which is being a footballer is really, really easy, isn't it? No, it's anything, but even it's just it, it takes it's like a lifestyle. It's not it's not a hobby anymore. It's that's a lifestyle. You've got to live you've got to live like either, you, you eat the right things, get the right ones, sleep, and that's that's and you you can't do stuff because you've got to start training the next day, you've got games the next day. It takes all your life, but if if it's if it's your passion, then you're willing to do it. Um to see how far you can go and improve it's that's, that's not easy, but it's if it's what you want to do, then you put in the work so that you can go as far as you can and keep improving. So, and there's
0: great, there's great opportunities for you. I mean, you're from from first year in high school. You're getting up early. You're getting a bus, either train backwards and forwards. You're training at night. You're playing every weekend. And now you've made a first team appearance at East Five. So, I think you've scored as well, haven't you? Am I right in saying that? <laughs>
1: um, I got, like I got that? one on my debut guess it was. Um, it was always a great feeling, but um, I all about trying to establish myself, get as many games as I can in this in this team, um, and just try and try and go as far as I can. But first thing, first thing, was establish myself in this team, keep working, and hopefully I get my chance again, um, to do that.
0: No, oh, I like that. It's a good way to look at it. So, I'd like to talk a little bit about winning here. So. What what do you see as I mean in the first team it's just the result and, and that's mm. the focus. Huh. But but before that, what, what do you see as winning? Because that's quite often a debated topic in academy football.
1: Yeah, I know um I would say it's so much different from academy football. Everything's about just trying to improve yourself as a player and um just that like, basically that's that's not really seen as the number one thing. That that is the number one thing in, in professional football. Um, so it's that's completely different to what you're used to in academy. Everything's like team performance or just improving yourself. You feel like you're improving, and that's what matters kind of thing. But it's just true because you are focusing on yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're there for yourself. You're trying, just uh, trying. You're, you have to be selfish and trying. And, make sure that you're the one that's gonna try and make it kind of thing. But um when it's when it comes to first team and reserves or like how you go, it's that's all about winning. And if you're not winning then it's that's not good. And that's not like that in Academy because the Fifth Elite, if you're not winning they one the two board it was or more about the performance. Obviously they want to win. You want to win. I was still, still drilled We were going to try and go out here to win the game, but it was never number one priority, um, which isn't the same anymore.
0: I think it's a very difficult topic because because you do. Overall, you need to maintain a, a winning mentality, you know, pulling yeah. results out in performances. But, but through the academies, I think you need to start with yourself. So you need mm. to give yourself ratings out of five or ratings out of 10 on your own performance and really break it down. And then once you give yourself eights and nines and tens, you should, I think you should then be focusing on then trying to affect the team and trying to get mm. that positive result. But in, in relation to kind of to winning, I I always remember watching somebody take a free kick from outside the box and not just kind of putting it over the bar. I watched them put it over the fence. Mm. I remember them running away and saying, oh, my dad would have given me 20 quid if I scored that. I can't believe I put it over the fence. So, what I'd like to to ask on that is is what's your thoughts on that, and and how would you sort of translate that into yourself in terms of trying to win or score a goal? Yeah,
1: well, I don't think incentives are exactly necessary at that age, um, and I shouldn't. I think there should be incentives to to make you want to score that free kick. You should just want to score that free kick anyway. Um, so, obviously, I don't really see the point in that, but. Um. Yeah, it should be. You should want to do it for yourself. You you want to improve, then do it. You know what I mean? Like, do what you need to do to try and improve, and just don't make excuses kind of thing.
0: Well, I like that a lot. That's that's a good message. You know, someone who's so young playing playing and getting the chance to play in a first team. I like that you've you've managed to sort of you know if somebody sitting there listening to this and they get a pound a goal or something that's, mm. I like to hear that's not a motivator for them and, and thanks for that yeah. really important to, to hear that message so we're, we're going to gonna ask here about frustrations because it's football's so emotional and you go so up and so down so is there anything that would sort of cause a bit of frustration in you and it could be from any source yourself mm. or teammates or me
1: chirping, you know, chipping away at the side of the coach you know um I mean, always for me, it was always myself. I always look to myself first. And if I if for whatever reason I wasn't happy with myself, it's always I would say I'm always hard on myself, but I think that's a good thing. And uh, if ever if I'm ever frustrated, it's usually because of the way I've played or just things that I've done in the match that just that just wanted good or losing the ball or that was my worst thing when I was younger. I was just losing the ball. uh I hate it. That's that was the one thing that just got on my nerves so much. Um, but obviously there's teammates as well that you can get frustrated at. And I wouldn't say as much anymore because everybody's everybody's in it for the same reason and they all like we all want to do as well as we can, but maybe that isn't the case at Academy. There's there's boys out there just just because of just because they're there, kind of thing. They don't want to push themselves, kind of thing. Which can be frustrating, but you've just got to focus on yourself. Um, and yeah, if, I, if I'm getting frustrated, it's usually because of myself. Well, well, let's, let's,
0: let's break this down a wee bit. So you said that giving the ball away a lot would mm. straight you. So my one of my favourite sentences. From the side of the park, but also as a coach and training, is is I'll I'll always try and ask what would you do next time? So mm. what's your so I've pinged the ball into you and you've given it away. So you get annoyed, you get frustrated. What is it? Do the arms get thrown in the air, or do you just get the head down, get back into shape? What's your what's your process?
1: I don't think I've ever been wanting to you know kick the ground or anything like that, but um I was just trying well, first of all, first of all, just try and get the ball back as quick as I can. But if it's not happening, just just wait until you get your next chance to get on the ball again. Um, but I'd say when I was younger, it was all about keeping the ball and not really playing forward as much because I just didn't want to lose the ball. Um, but that you you don't get you don't get through like that at this age at this level can't just keep the ball you can't just pass it about it's not because the end of the day it's about winning it's, it's scoring goals so you've got to be able to play forward and find that forward pass But you're still drilled into it in the academy but I would say keeping the ball is just as important um, which it still is um, obviously you don't want to just be giving the ball away for the sake of it but passing forward and trying to look forward is more important than it maybe was in the academy for me anyway because it's that's something that I've tried to work on um, instead of just playing side-to-side or side, backwards or just giving it back and get it again. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've tried line, to improve.
0: Maybe, I'm, I'm thinking, is there maybe a link with maybe you give it away a couple of times and you become safe again? And then do you have a little bit of time to build your confidence back up, maybe?
1: Yeah, for me anyway, I don't, maybe I'll just try and get on the ball and try and, you know, play that, that kind of special pass or that longer pass but that's not me I, I don't think, um I'd rather just get on the ball again and just play it shot one or two touch and then get on it and then once I've built that confidence again I'll maybe try and start playing forward or start playing in behind or whatever it may be um, but yeah I'd, I'd be playing more cautious the next time I got it um, and just try and build the confidence up
0: no, I like that. It's, it's, everyone's got their own way of doing it. I think football's interesting in that you look at, I think was it Trent Alexander-Arnold was, gave away, I think, 37% of possession uh, last week for Liverpool. But he's always trying to hit killer passes. He's always yeah, trying to yeah. cross season yeah. And his his ability to pass the ball is incredible. So I think it's important to, to kind of realise when is the right time to try and yeah. play that pass. Yeah, definitely like you're saying follow your own path and definitely listen to yourself so in mm. terms of kind of giving up just talking about giving the ball away but we'll turn that more into pressure so you you seem to put a lot of pressure on yourself so I want to maybe just take you down a wee rabbit hole think of maybe a, a poor game and your' by your standards um and just give me some sort of thoughts on how you reflected on a, a poor performance
1: um but if I do have my poor game, I'm I'm straight to the room as soon as I get in the house. I'm not speaking to anybody. Um, I'm just, basically, yeah. Um, just it takes me a few days, like, um, because obviously, it's it's not you don't you don't you don't play a game every day. It's not a, it's not the next day you can just try and make up for it But week I wait I feel weak sometimes more to try and make up for it but. Yeah, um, I'm quite moody. It's just, I just think about it and then I just, the next week I make sure that it's not that kind of performance again or I'll look on the things I've done wrong um, during the game and make sure that the next week it's it's not the same problems that I'm having. Um, I like that. I'm going to jump in on that. So I'm going to jump straight
0: on top of that. So that is, Think about how you've played and then analyse it in your head, I'm presuming, unless you see it on video. and then Are you then taking that into training? Are you now focusing on, right, I'm going to make sure I I work on A,
1: B and C? Yeah, well, the games get recorded now, so um, if it was an East 5 game, I'd be able to look at it on my phone or whatever and watch the game and watch the things that I've done well and things that I've not done so well. and. Obviously, just in training or in games or whatever that is, it's kind of in the back of your mind that that was that that maybe cost your team or you. That's what we did, um, cost a goal, or it was just I just wasn't good. So, it just doesn't happen again. You don't want to feel, make sure you don't feel like that again after the game, kind of thing. You just I
0: that, yeah. Um, I heard something the other day where it was a team manager was saying that if he's got a team of 20. And if everyone takes one mistake out of their game, that's 20 mistakes that's been removed in in one go. So uh, yeah, I, I like approaching that. So you're talking about watching yourself and, and seeing your own performance. Where else do you find sources to, to get better at? Are, are you a watcher of teammates or are you a YouTuber or do you just stick inside yourself?
1: No, uh, obviously you watch, you watch all the games on the television. So you're Premier League players and you just see the positions they take up or what they do in certain scenarios, but also your teammates. Um they're, they're, I'm playing with a lot of experienced players now um that play my role and the both the, the two cinemas have got different qualities uh between each other you just try and take little things from them um whether it be on the ball or off the ball or, um you just try and note to yourself that kind of the way they kind of do things. Um, and try and implement it to yourself in training or, within games to improve. So how do you do that? Do you,
0: do you, <laughs> you keep it internal? So I'm one, I just keep it, uh, keep it in my head and keep thinking. Do you get the notebook out and write anything
1: down? No, I just just kind of note to myself, kind of thing. Um, like, like when you're when you're in training, and maybe you're playing against somebody. And you notice the, the positions that they're taking up and how that's dragging you about, kind of thing, and just how that's affecting you and like in a negative way kind of thing, like, you know, like they're, they're doing things that are taking new positions and you just, just their movement or the way that they're receiving the ball in certain situations and just, just try and like note it to yourself, just try and get it into your head, like the way that they've done stuff and try and, you just try and keep doing it so it becomes second nature to you as well.
0: Oh, that's great. That's the perfect way to look at it. You know, success leaves clues. And the more and more you practice something that's successful, the more likely it is to, to come in. And that's the key part is you want it to get to that bit where it's automatic, where you don't even have mm-hmm. to think about it. It just, it yeah. looks natural. And that's usually the the misconception of, of elite footballers is people think, oh, it's natural and it's easy, but they don't see the hundreds of thousands of repetitions from six all the way up to the first team that they've put yeah. in. And now we're, we're kind of moving on to this learning stage. Is there anything in terms of, kind of positive self-talk or um, relaxation things you
1: do? Is there anything you've um, heard? Or yeah, tried? I, I like to like, just visualise myself, like, so, like the day before games, visualise myself doing things, doing things well, whether it be like pressing and winning the ball back or getting the ball and making good passes. I like, like even in the kit, you know what I mean? Just visualize my, and, and, and at that ground that I've been there before, trying to visualise myself doing that, um, does it always work? No, but it so it has done before kind of thing. So I, I've not really no, I don't even know that I'm doing it. I just do. That's it, just something that I do. I just visualize myself at that stadium or against that team and, and just doing things well. And just try to get myself in that positive mind frame before us before I play the next game. Like I'm not nervous at this point like before or just just try to get in those thoughts. Playing well and feeling good about myself, with um, what I play.
0: No, it's it's perfect. That's that's really, it is exactly what you want to hear. And, and it's you know to talk about visualization, the details. You know the details are important, but so the fact you're saying the stadium you're going to, you need to have that. You mm. know areas of the pitch you pick the ball up on. No, it's super. Yeah. To say that you you don't even know you're doing it is even better because it it means it's now just become like you just said a, an automatic process and a great bit of advice. Yeah. That's for sure. Did did you start doing that naturally or have you heard of it and
1: then you just rolled with it? Um I I didn't I didn't even know it, like that was what it was called visualization. I just kinda learnt that. Um, I, obviously in the academy levels, it's the same teams years on years on years on years. So you know the stadiums, you know the kits, you know, you know the players really. And <laughs> unless they get with unless it's released. So it's that's it's all in your head. You know, you know who you're going to play you know the stadium, you know the players. You know what they're good at, you know what you're good at. So it's 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 just came to that really and I've just kind of carried it on to this day. Um and I and I feel like it does it does help me. It kind of calms me down as well, like thinking about it as well. No, oh, it's great advice. Really appreciate that. Really
0: spot on. Um so what, have you, what would you say is the difference? So you're, you're talking about now. You've taken that visualization through the academy process. You've practiced it. Now you've got into the first team. So let's say you're, you're sitting on the bench for the first team. What's going on in your head while you're sitting on the bench?
1: Um, just watching. I'm obviously watching the game, but I'm watching more my position. What um, obviously my teammates doing and who, who they're up against. Um, and how it's playing out kind of thing and what the what the other teams like to they are they big and aggressive and, and high pressure or what whatever they're doing do just kind of take note so that if you do get your chance, to prepare then you're not just going on and just playing like without any thought like without any thought of who you're playing against or how the game's going or just making sure you're ready kind of thing yeah, I like that. So,
0: you're if you stay engaged in the game, you feel you'll be prepared. Yeah, to definitely. I love that. Really love that. So, what was it like? So, we've talked about you already being in, on the bench, but what was it like? I mean, how old were you when you walked into that first team environment, and and how did you know? How was the butterflies on day one? Um, I
1: was well. After was in May, so it was it was eighteen because um, we didn't get didn't get in obviously until a bit later on because of. COVID um because it wasn't the it wasn't the usual time usual time that we started PCs and I, I don't think. Um, but um obviously I was delighted to to sign my contract um, to go into uh, the first team from the twenties. Um and it was I'd done a lot i done a lot of work in lockdown to make sure that I was fit enough and strong enough and like physically capable like for it um and i feel like that put me in good stead because i felt i felt good first day i just i don't know i just if you know that you've put in the work you don't you just feel better about yourself and you know that you've prepared for it um so I, i've really enjoyed it so far and um the first day it was it wasn't it wasn't too daunting it was just I know I've done the work, let's now now show it kind of thing. Oh,
0: I love that. Um, That that is so good to hear that you've had, you've put in the prep, you know you're in shape and you can go in confident. That's such a fantastic base to build from.
1: Yeah.
0: I really like that. And I've also got come into my head about um, Scotland Schools as well. That's just come into my head. So um, go and give us a little bit about that too, because that's just a different environment that, that some people might not know about.
1: Yeah, so... Scottish school, school is just um that's the players left at school um, in Scotland and there's trials every year for a, for the under 18 team that play against um, the other British teams, England, Wales and the Islands, um and the centenary shield. And it happens you know, it's January, February every year. The trials are obviously the year before, so like Christmas time or or something like that, the year before. Um and i didn't I, the first year of child i was in fifth year and i never and i never got into it so i was <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was gutted um and i knew i knew the i knew the boys that got in ahead of me um Region, where I are you get, sorry Region. um maybe i'll leave it <laughs> <laughs> um because it's boys that i played against so I, I know i know what they're like and uh I'm, I've not a name drop here, but it was Boyford and D, and he's gone on to do very well, put it that way. Um so I know I know who it is, and um uh, I basically I was I was a bit gutted um not to get in. But I went, i obviously tried the year after, and um I wouldn't say I felt I, I felt better about it. Like uh I was still always happy bit so not sour but like you know, I just I just was a bit upset about the year before. What but was I it? knew that obviously it was a point to prove, and I think I did that the year after. I got I got my spot in the team, um and I got cut short this year because of COVID. So we only played we played loads of friendlies building up to Maybe four or five, and we played one Centenary Shield game, and that was it. So. We never, we never even got to we never even got to, to play the rest of the games or find out how we could have done as a team, but it's just quite frustrating. But that is what it is. Anyway, yeah, I
0: like that, though. It was I mean, a good
1: experience. I'm peeling little things out. You know, you
0: you get the setback, but you're not going to take that as a negative. You're going to use it as a fuel for the fire. You're going to use that to drive yourself forward. But you're also mm. uh, intelligent enough to realise that the person that maybe got in ahead of you has gone on to be successful. Yeah. You know, that takes a lot to be able to process all that and then turn it into fuel. A lot of people would just go, oh, well, you know, uh, take away the responsibility and put the blame onto it. So it's really Mm. important, I think, that message of just always having 100% responsibility. So it doesn't matter the outcome, just take responsibility and just try and get through it in any way.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: It's awesome. So what, what, with, with... your academy with the stuff in the East First Team and opportunities with the Scottish Schools team, what what would you say to kids on the pathway to uh, to motivate them or to give them some, some ideas of of what to focus on as you come through the pathway?
1: Um I'll just say always focus on yourself and um if you're serious enough about it, then you 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 want to put in the work. It won't it won't be a chore. It'll be a, a something that you want to do, kind of thing. Um, and just just always give your best. And never never give any less because you'll never know if you if you're just good enough if you're not putting in uh, as good as you've got. And just believe in yourself. That's one that's one thing I've had to learn myself is just believe in yourself. Um. Especially around this age, because it's always you're playing against older boys and men, and you think, Am I good enough? Am I not? But you've just got to believe in your own ability. um, Because without belief, then it's so much harder um, to perform.
0: You've got to believe in yourself. If if you think you're going to make it, but you don't believe in yourself, how do you convince someone Hmm. like me as a coach that? Exactly. you make it so it's such a exactly. fantastic point and especially you know the point you're raising about about going in with men I mean that's another huge mm. one. oh I mean about 18 going into play with somebody that's potentially I mean someone could be 35 36 could be double your age so yeah. that that genuine self belief is so important um, and if I flip it what sort of advice do you think you've been given that that's helped you you know still maintain that tunnel vision and that tunnel focus
1: yeah Probably just being grounded by my parents and just the coaches that I've had just to keep just to stay on that narrow path and just focus on yourself. Um and just just keep plugging away, keep putting in the work and hopefully basically you'll get your kind of get get your rewards that that you've put in the work for. Um uh yeah, basic basically just focus on yourself and work hard and always give your always give your best and never leave anything never leave anything out there kind of thing
0: I love that that's so
1: important
0: important. sorry to jump in but you're you're right right, man just it sounds so simple and it sounds so easy but that's why it's so Mm. important because it has to be kept simple it has to be understand it's so important that we, we you keep that at the forefront and everything you're saying is fantastic is there
1: anything anything else on that? um and yeah there's just there's obviously so many examples i've seen from academy or different teams that there's t- so much more talent boys than myself but because they've not got that attitude or they've just got that that i think about them they're just they're arrogant or they're just they're not willing to put in that they're not willing to work hard or they're not willing to try and improve themselves they just they eventually just fade away and that's uh, it's quite sad to see because I played with some a couple of boys that I think, my God, they can, can be a player if they want to be, and it's just not happening for them because they're just they're just not committed enough. So, if, just basically to the to the people that are um, trying to make it, if you there's one hand having having that ability, but if you're not willing to work hard as well, then uh, you make it so much tougher for yourself um, by not doing that. Like that. Let me. Can I just jump back a little bit? And
0: you, you talked about your parents being grounded. So, what did yeah. that feel like to you? Um,
1: well, obviously, obviously, put expectations on myself as well. So it's not like I, I, I think that they're being harsh, or that I, I know, like I knew, like I would have to make sacrifices if I wanted to to do things within football. So it didn't bother me, and and I. Like my my parents have helped me um quite a lot through it as well, so Without, I'm obviously grateful. They're the ones that are
0: driving you everywhere for most. Exactly. of them, exactly. How many times are they going to be jumping in the car and driving you somewhere? Two, three, four times a week. by
1: especially especially when I was younger, because um, it's there, you're playing teams for country, playing teams for all over all over the country, so it's it was tough. But, and you just think like they're doing that for me, like I need to give something back. Like I need to put my, like my best in it to try and, try and make it kind of thing. So it's, it's just one of them things where if you've got supportive parents, it always helps as well, but not everybody has that. Um Like they buy the right stuff for me to eat and I just, everything's like that. Just think that I help.
0: No, oh, it is. It's great. And you're, you're right. Not everyone has that that fortunate mm. position but again you can only deal with the cars that you've been dealt with and and yeah. it sounds like you've you've created this world where everything you do is focused on getting you to where you want to go and yeah. I don't know I don't know what your feelings would be but I think if you do all that no matter what you do in life I think you would be happy
1: yeah I 100% of I know that I've I've put in the work and I've I've given them all then I'm I can't I can't be too disappointed. Um so it's I wanna see how far I can go. I've still I'm still on 18, but I'm just focusing on the present and seeing if I can if I can basically just now my challenge is to try and get in that team and stay in it.
0: Oh, I love it, That's- it's it's so, so important to keep those things at the front. And look, Liam, I'm going to wrap it up there and I, I genuinely appreciate everything. It's It's been really interesting just sitting and listening to you. At times, I almost forgot to ask questions because I was listening so much to, you know, the areas you focused on. So thank you very much for for coming on this. I do appreciate it.
1: No, cheers, Johnny. I appreciate it as well. Um, obviously, I uh, hope that this has helped, like, anybody that's listened or, you can take something from it. So thanks a lot for your your time.
0: That's it for another episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can get me on Twitter at PlayTrainGrow. You can email PlayTrainGrow at gmail.com. This is a new thing for me and for those involved. I'd love some feedback. If there's any other areas you'd like covered, any other topics you'd like to discuss, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you, buddy.